0: Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Brian. And we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro.
1: We hope you're enjoying this episode. You know, it's our goal to make this podcast useful to you. So if you find it valuable, we want you to consider supporting the Bible Bistro financially. You know, there's a cost associated with this podcast and your support will help us to continue this mission. If you'd like to help, we have set up a Patreon account where you can contribute at any level. Maybe you just want to give us a few bucks a month and buy us a cup of coffee.
0: Or if you support us at $15 or above, you can receive some of our personalized items like the Bible Bistro coffee mug. Trust me, you're really going to want one of those. Absolutely. You just got to go to our website or in the show notes and click on the Patreon link. And thank you
1: so much. We appreciate our loyal listeners.
0: Welcome back to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. I'm Ryan. Hey, and I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro. Your voice is not good today. Well, well, I, I mean, do have a little bit of a cold. You've got a cold, and so... But yeah. you did accuse me of doing too much partying. We're recording <laughs> this on Ash Wednesday. Right. And you accused me of celebrating Carnival. I just asked how your Carnival was. <laughs> so, yeah. Carnival.
1: Carnival. Sorry. Yes. a uh, little, little, uh, little reference Fat to... Fat Tuesday, uh, yes. To... Uh, the uh, a secular age there yes. by Charles Taylor.
0: <laughs> it's also a festival that's still celebrated in South America. Yeah, it's a deep, it's a deep, cut. it's a deep thing. Anyway, we're not going to talk about it. But anyway, yeah. Brian accused me of partying too much. I'm not
1: really. You, I didn't. Re- okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, so how are you doing? It's it's I'm all right. It, you we know were just the weather about it. it's very changeable weather right now. I had a th- we just experienced a thunderstorm earlier, so
0: Well, it has been drizzling and now it is like 69 degrees outside. Wow. And the wind is blowing and it's nice, but I yeah. know it's a ruse. It's a
1: lie and it's all going <laughs> to come crumbling down. Well, we're in almost to March. Hours. Next next week is March. So, Getting into tornado season. You know what they say, in like a lion and out like a lamb.
0: I, or in like a lamb, out like a lion.
1: Oh, they say that? I've it's never either one,
0: because it's March's, you know, whatever. <laughs> it does, March does whatever it wants. Anyway, right. well, we are back in the bistro. We had a great episode yeah. last week with yeah. Dr. John Weatherly.
1: Little, little John Weatherly there, Dr. John. <laughs> little John. What is this, Robin Hood? <laughs> no, no I, I said a little John. Never mind. It, anyway. was not, it was not an adjective modifying John Weatherly. It, it, never mind. Anyway,
0: we had John Weatherly talking uh, a little bit about the Olivet Discourse, yeah. looking at Luke, and
1: go back and uh, listen to that if you have time. Yeah, to it yet.
0: some uh, apocalyptic stuff, you know, yeah. for all of you in-timers out there. <laughs> um, aren't we all a little bit? At Are we timer? all. The, I all think that
1: was kind of the point he was making. Really. Yeah,
0: we're all in- <laughs> in-timers here. Uh, but talking about that, and we're back. We're wrapping yeah. up our little mini series this Inconceivable. Week. Inconceivable. Now, this could be like a church sermon series where you're like, I'm so thankful this is over. Or you might be
1: <laughs> weeping I, over this. I don't I know. I was actually, as we were preparing for this, uh, as much as we ever prepare, I was thinking <laughs> that- uh, A tiny amount. This actually may be one that we come back to again, because it's really about words. You know, it's the way we use words. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, words are funny things. They they carry meaning, and yeah. uh, it's important to understand them. It, and, and really, it's part of what we're talking about when we when we talk about interpreting Scripture all the way around is making sure we understand what these words mean and uh, how they're used in context, as we're always saying, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's,
0: so. it's, it's amazing. you know. Since we've been doing this this podcast, and you and I have had more conversations, I'm a reader, um, right. and I like to read a lot too. But you know, even in our conversations, how I'm reading scripture and how I'm looking at things yeah. is so is so different. Just by, by having these conversations, and I, I'm a part of a immense small group, and we're going through James right now. Right, and you know, James can kind of people are like they, they don't know what to do with it sometimes. But right. like looking at some of that context, looking at the words how they're used yeah. is so important. And so yeah. that's kind of the idea as we kind of came back to this series and doing this right. was looking. at up maybe some of the big words that are yeah. out there that we that we oftentimes just say sometimes right. or you know we we say but like looking at what do they mean um right. and I think this one as we were talking a little bit before we started this one um kind of got me as we were preparing okay. for this and thinking about this um sure. yeah. uh, this one and th- and so this week we're talking about the word Gospel,
1: gospel, right? It's a yeah, it's it's central word. Another central I mean, word. Well, we talked about Christ before. I mean, holy cow! How important, how important is that word? Yeah, And, and that title. What, what does it mean? But gospel, you know, everybody. I think every believer would say, "Oh, the, you know, the gospel central to what I'm doing," or you know, something along those lines. But what do we, what do we mean? Well, what we do say we that? mean by? <laughs>
0: well, you, you know, we so we talk about doing gospel, and it's just like, yeah. well, what, what is the gospel? And you're like, right. well. I could say a lot of things, sure. you know what I mean? Like, as I yeah. think about like, but w- what is it? Do I have right. a firm handle on what exactly precisely I mean when I say that right. words? Right. And not only what do I mean, but what does scripture yeah. say the gospel is?
1: And, you know, we've talked, when we talked about faith, we talked a little bit about how our culture uses this word. And, the, and that was one of the things I thought of when we, when we talked about gospel is gospels used as an adjective a lot in our culture so gospel music right oh, yeah. or ooh, <laughs> ooh. that's
0: my love language i'm kidding i'm kidding don't send me well, your you're, tapes
1: you're a uh, you, you know you're the music major so you can understand that kind of stuff but you, you know I, I i grew up in an area we've taught that you hear people talk about gospel meetings you know we're gonna instead of a revival oh, yeah. they would call it a gospel meeting and uh, you know, the gospel, it's a gospel church or whatever. We use this as an adjective a lot. Um, but the word gospel, in fact, it's kind of hard to even talk about now. The, the newer translations go ahead and translate it for us because, because gospel really comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word um, uh, or two words, God's spell, which means um, the, the idea of good um, message or good speech and and so this idea of um, the good news is really often the way we see it translated um, sometimes it's translated as gospel sometimes it's translated as good news um, but the, the greek word is is euangelion i just want to go back to that real quickly oh, because wh- what's that again <laughs> euangelion oh and, euangelion and actually, of course uh, well i mean you you joke but we use that word the the ver- verb form of that when we use when we use the term evangelize so the, uh, okay, you see, I'm saying ev- yeah that. So the EU, uh, when we talk about EU words, that that we still use that as a prefix today. I saw a thing the other day. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it in time. But uh, basically, it says something to the effect: we all speak Greek already. You know, we use all of these Greek roots and Latin roots. It's been estimated something like sixty percent of English is is either Greek or Latin. And so EU, we still use a as a prefix. Like if I talk about somebody giving somebody a eulogy, uh, you know, if we're thinking about a funeral, Mm -hmm. that EU at the beginning of that word is that prefix for good. Uh, And Mm -hmm. we know the word logos. We've talked about it before. It's it's the idea of a good speech or good, good word. Um, uh, What was the other one I I was thinking of? Uh, Oh, euphoria. Euphoria is a good feeling, right? Mm. It's it's that kind of an idea, and then there's all these not so good words that we use the EU for, like euthanasia and you know (laughs) eugenics and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but the EU still means good in in those words, and then uh, and then the word angelion is related to another English word, angel. Uh, If you think about the word angel, uh, it, it really the the Greek word angelos isn't only used for a divine being, but it means a messenger. Uh, now, what we call angels are very special messengers from God, right? right? Mm-hmm. But but uh, so if you take that you angelion, it it literally means the good message, or we often will say the good news. You know this idea that this is a this is a report that's being given to us about something that is that is good, uh, and so it's kind of funny, you know, that we 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 get to this word in this way. Uh, I was I wanted to start kind of with Romans chapter one, if you don't mind. Yeah. I know there's some other things you want to do, but look at Romans chapter one. <clears throat> I'll go ahead and read it since I've got it here, verses 15 and 16, uh, because we see both the noun form here, which is which is the idea of in, in Greek "euangelion," and we see also the verb form, which is uh, the idea of uh, uh, "euangelizo," which means you know to proclaim the good news literally something along that line. So so verse 15 of Romans chapter 1 says this is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you. That's the that's the verb to proclaim the gospel. Proclaim the good news is is the idea. It's all one word in in Greek. Also to you who are in Rome, for I am not ashamed of the and here's the noun form. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the good news because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Verse 17 says, for in the gospel, there's again the noun form, the righteousness of God is revealed. Uh, righteousness of by faith from first to last. So th- this idea of, you know, the good news or the gospel, it says here, it's the power of God for salvation. You know, it's a pretty important word. Right. Uh, you were talking about this earlier how, when we often use it though how, how do you think we use it I, I've talked kind of culturally we use it to, to refer to maybe a genre of music or gospel right. literature we might say or something along those lines but yeah, how do you so think how do you think I, we use it in the church often I
0: would say how we use it in the church and again this is a total projection on everyone of course
1: <laughs>
0: right. um, this is us setting in judgment this is us oh, no, setting no. it could be a straw you know, man just
1: think, thinking about it, yeah.
0: uh, is that Jesus died for my sins
1: so the content, the, yeah. The, yeah,
0: yeah the, the gospel is that Jesus came, I'm a sinner, Jesus right. came, died for my sins so that I can have the, life eternal with him.
1: And that's good news, that's, that's, that's the good, good news. news. Okay, so, so you know, when you think about that passage I started with, Romans chapter one, that it is the power of God that brings salvation, mm-hmm. you know, you could see how it would fit in that, in that kind of an idea, or, uh, you know. So sometimes we talk about a gospel message, you know, again, let's use it as an adjective there again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea we're going to preach a message that has to do with this idea of responding to God's work in Jesus mm-hmm. uh, that that we need in order to, to draw close to him. And I would say it, it, it's not. It's not not that, right? <laughs> that, that the gospel includes that that idea of salvation in Christ. What I what I would say when I would teach this before a lot of is I would say though that our view of that is a little bit too small sometimes. I always thought I would write a write an article once upon a time uh, something something effective. Uh, you know, your gospel's too small. I think somebody else has done it already now, so I don't need to. But you know, stole your idea. Stole your idea. No, 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 no. It's, it, it's it's. I think it's just this idea though when you begin to look at the way that the word is used frequently in the new testament and especially i'm going to say in the ministry of jesus we see that there are other things that are included in this as well it doesn't just end with this idea of us responding to what god has done in christ uh, and I—that's I, become a shorthand for me. You know, the the work that that God has accomplished in Jesus on our behalf to draw us closer to God, or to, to make it able for us to to make us able to draw close to God. It's not only that, but it's also what happens as a result of that as well. I think mm-hmm. so. You know, it's an ongoing thing. It's not a, It's not it's an not issue that that's the end. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, and I think there have been, you know, you said, well, they stole your idea. I think there's been many people who've who've kind of come to that recognition that there's another part to, or other parts, I, I would be a better way to say it, to what God is doing in his people and through his people uh, that needs to be recognized. And that's that's really kind of the other thing we we're going to talk about today, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's you know, as again as we were talking about this beforehand, that's one of the things is I've been trying to study and prepare. Yes, I do. I have, I have prepared for this episode <laughs> versus some of the other ones. Or just thought about it more than sometimes. Uh, no, but just you're some always, of the things you, you know, uh, the way that I sometimes throw the word around and again thinking about like what is it too small? Have I confined it too small? Is that I've read and I've studied some of this stuff and that we're going to look at here in just a minute, but just have I made it too small? And is it that uh, I was was reading something today and it's just like, is that the gospel or is that the plan of salvation? Are they the same Mm -hmm. thing? You know, is it, or um, do we really think they're the same thing? And I was like, wow, you know, sometimes I've used them interchangeably and kind of going, but that's not, you know, again, kind of going back, what does the Bible say about the gospel? And also, for me, it's thinking about, you know, we we look at what Paul says here in Romans. But kind of going, what was Jesus saying about himself? Right. And I know we're going to look at some of that. But yeah. you know, we call them the, you know, all. F- the first four books, the gospels, but it's the gospel. It's one gospel according to four different people. And so do I see exactly what Paul's saying? Like there is some of that in there, but the whole book is labeled the gospel. And so So, what does this
1: look like? So let's start there. You, you, you talk about these books that we call the gospels. They're, They're stories about the life of Jesus, right? That's right. Those are the ones that we call the gospels. Look at Mark and this may, this may help us with this. Look at Mark chapter one, uh, verses one through three, I think to begin with, um, because I think I think this is probably the reason we call these the Gospels. Uh, Mark chapter one begins this way: "In the the, the beginning, let me start again. Mark it's, it's starts this again. way: yeah. the beginning of the gospel, the beginning of the good news is this is the translation I'm reading from the 2011 NIV. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah or Jesus the Christ, as we've talked about, the Son of God." As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, and I'm going to spend some time in Isaiah because I think that's really where this term comes from initially, this idea of gospel. As it's written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Of course, then it goes on and talks about John the Baptist. That's a quotation from Isaiah 40. And just hold on to that. That's the first part of Isaiah 40, because we're going to come back to Isaiah 40 a little bit later. But Mark uses this term, um, you know, the beginning of the Evangelion, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus the Messiah. So the story about what it is that Jesus did is, in some ways, the content, if you want to think of it that way, of the gospel. It's a, it's a part of what it what it means that it's the gospel.
0: Right. It's it's. That the story of Jesus is part of the gospel, like it's 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 sure, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and it's the
1: basis, I would say, it's the announcement of the uh, of what God has done in Jesus is is the you know the essence of the gospel. We would say, yeah, and it's just it just go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say just like the the connection to the Old Testament there as well. Yeah. Like it it is not just hey here's this I'm saying this, but there's this connection to the Old Testament as well, yeah. the pr- prophetic past.
1: Yeah. Now I mentioned fourteen through fifteen, so. So like I said, it goes from there and it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. It talks about John the Baptist, that he came to prepare the way for Jesus. Uh, we believe that's prophesied in that Isaiah 40 passage. Uh, it's it's interesting. If you look at Isaiah 40, now I'm doing this off the top of my head, but it, it says uh, something, what, what shall I proclaim? Uh, you know, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. Lord, what do you want me to Cry and basically, all people are like grass, you know, they wither and mm-hmm. uh, basically recognize who you are in the presence of God. Uh, and, and then in, in Mark, halfway through, of course, Mark does everything quickly. I don't know if you noticed he that. Gets, but he moves right along, he gets right to it. Yeah. So we have, you know, Jesus' baptism. We're halfway through the chapter, we're down in verse 14, and it says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the Good gospel. news of God, the gospel. Now, this is the verb, again, proclaiming the good news. That's all one word in Greek. You know, preaching the gospel is, is one way you could say this. Uh, so Jesus went into the, in Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. And here's what he says. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the the good news. So so it has to do with this idea of the coming of the kingdom as well i think I think a lot of times this this idea of the kingdom of God and and the good news are are, are synonymous they they kind of lay mm-hmm. side by side, maybe two sides of the same thing um, but it, it's the idea we're proclaiming the coming of the kingdom it's it's like an announcement uh if you imagine um you know, a dignitary coming into town like the king, the, you know, the people who go ahead with trumpets and basically say, here, he's coming. And, and and you know, this is an important uh, event is kind of the thing that's going on here.
0: Yeah, and, and at this point, you know, Jesus hasn't, I mean, in the other gospels, we get some recognition of what's happening or what, you right. know, what John has said and what Jesus is going to do, but we sure. don't have a, a complete laid out yet of, Jesus dying for our sins, totally. Here at this point, in no,
1: Mark. no, yeah, you know, again, of course, you know, the gospel writers are writing, you know, after after that event, right? Um, and, and you know, we talked before about narrative time, and and then later the narrative time. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 there's another part to it. I think is is what what you're we saying would to say, it. Yeah. yeah, okay. Jesus in, in Luke four, this is another important one that came to mind when we were thinking about this. Uh, this is one of the one of the when I when I try to think about what it is that Jesus says himself that he came to do, this is one of the places I go. This is the the synagogue in Nazareth. You know when he's in the Nazareth synagogue, very early in his ministry. Uh, verse 16, he went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath, he went into the synagogue. as was his custom. He stood up to read and the scroll, of the prophet here, here he is again. Isaiah ha- was handed to him, unrolling it. He found the place where it is written. And this is from Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Now go back to Christ. If <laughs> you don't know what that means, <laughs> because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. Okay, so there's that euangelizo, that, that verb, right? To proclaim good news to the poor. That, that's the, the, the proclamation is to the poor, to those who have need, we might say. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, which is a reference probably to the Jubilee year, we think. Um, so it's that idea that he, he's he's well I mean what what kind of things does that make you think about sight for the blind uh, um, the the oppressed being being freed um, prisoners being freed you know this this kind of an idea
0: yeah what does it make me think of yeah uh well I guess when everything's set right again sure okay. yeah I and, mean and, it, it, yeah I mean it's no, you're sal- right. I mean salvation or re- return i mean that like return to garden. The, the garden sure. aspect of this, right. maybe
1: it, I should finish this. It says, and then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down the eyes of everyone. The synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying today, the scripture is fulfilled in are here. <laughs> so, so again, he, he's kind of seeing his own ministry. If we want to, if we want to refer to it in that way, that's probably a little bit <laughs> ministry is probably a little bit smaller. Uh, his, Small word. Yeah. It, well, for what he's doing here, um, you know, his then they town. run him out of town afterwards. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah, later on, he's like, "Oh, you guys, just like uh, a prophet, I'm, I'm not safe in my hometown. Get out." So, so this idea, he's seeing his his ministry in terms of this Old Testament passage about proclaiming jubilee and and uh, you know. Uh, blind, the blind seeing and this kind of thing. So, so I thought we might look at the old Testament background. Let's start in Isaiah 61 was my thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you want to do and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. It doesn't really matter what you want to do, right? Exactly. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. Exactly. You're just going to roll me over. So, my... <laughs> so this is pretty much what you just heard read. I mean, because he's he's quoting here Isaiah 61, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. That's the word Yahweh, by the way, that we talked about, because Yahweh has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Uh, He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort those who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of a splendor. And I love the next verse. It talks about, They'll rebuild the ancient ruins, which, of course, is this idea of return from exile, you know, that right. that, that that that's that's the, the thing that's going to happen. So it's this idea of good news. You know, this is this is good news. And that's why I think one of the parts of the gospel that I want to make sure we understand is that. That it is good news. It's, it, it, it's something that is that is something we want to hear. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of our um, frequent listeners and a former student of mine. Uh, well, I shouldn't say frequent listener. One of our faithful listeners, right? And, uh, and you know, when I said, oh, we're going to talk about, because he, he was like, oh, what's the other word you're going to deal with? And I said, well, we're going to talk about gospel and kind of give him some of the things we were thinking about. And he says, well, you know, I always like to say it's got to be news. And I thought that was a, that was a good point. Um, it's not just uh, it's not just kind of the, the the same old thing, but it's saying that that this is a, a a way that we look at our situation. So so the content again, if we think about gospel si- simply as content, doesn't change, right? But the way that we apply it in our context and our situation is ever changing, right? right? We have to think about. What it means to apply what what it is that God is doing in Jesus to to the context we find ourselves in, and, and again, I think I don't think we can we can get too far away from this idea that Jesus saw it in terms of of doing uh, of helping those who were in difficult circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so poor prisoner, oppressed, you know that 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 this is. Uh, a message of hope, a message of, of, of good news for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So he, look at Isaiah 40. And I, I said earlier, this is the, the beginning of this chapter is the one that we see in reference to John the Baptist, um, you know, voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way for the Lord, um, that whole thing. Uh, that whole thing, you know. whole thing. Ugh. right. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but then it says this, starting in verse nine, Uh, You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain, you who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, do not be afraid, say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb, lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. So, again, I think this expectation. So, I think Isaiah is really the background for this, for this idea, uh-huh. is this expectation that God himself is going to be the one who's going to come and who's going to lead his people. Uh, so, you, you know, you mentioned this idea of king before, uh, and right. we've talked about kingdom already, uh, that God is reestablishing his kingdom. He's, he's bringing his king, and he is the king. Uh, so this is a, an aspect of that good news, I think, that that expectation uh, of God himself coming to rule, not the kings who come before, not the ones who are, who are ruling imperfectly, um, that he's going to shepherd, which is a word that's used often for King, uh, or I should say a metaphor that's used often for King and Jesus himself says, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd. I'm not like those who came before me. Uh, they were thieves and robbers, but I come to lay down my life. Uh, so this is, this is the good news as well. What it is that, that the, you know, the announcement that the King has come and, and he is ruling in the way that, that establishes justice, that establishes, um, uh, you said when all things will be married right, establish establishes a rightness in this in this world is the is the message.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, you and I were talking about this and uh, before, and I was talking about like, ah, oh, this is kind of messing with my head a little bit. <laughs> Partly, you know, we we talked about Christ and and the Mashiach and the, the anointed sure. one yeah. coming from uh, the line of David. And, you know, there's going to be someone uh, from your lineage that will sit on a throne you right. know, forever. And so thinking about what we've talked about with what Christ means and that Jesus is the anointed one. Right. Uh, so he is a, a, he is a King. He's a yes. King and, you know, and he's, he's different than what's come before. And, um, thinking about, you know, we keep coming back to this. Like we looked at Mark, there's this Isaiah, there, there's this, that Jesus is fulfilling something from the Old Testament. Like the the gospel is Jesus fulfilling, he is the fulfillment of God doing these things that he had prophesied through Isaiah in the Old Testament and that Jesus now is the king, the good king, yeah. you know, we, you had Saul who, eh, you know, Saul had his problems. You had right. David who, you know, he sought after God, but still had his own problems, wasn't a perfect right. leader. And then, you know, we get to Solomon who starts strong and ends poorly, you know, like, right. but also... You know, as we read Solomon, we realize he wasn't always great to the people either, because that splits the kingdom. Therefore, right. right afterwards, and then we just have a whole series
1: of horrible, <laughs>
0: for the most part, sure. you know, really horrible people. But yeah, Judah. First, I mean,
1: so so if you read through the book of First and the Kings, we'll do this one of these days, maybe uh-huh. you know, read the whole book of First and Kings on, on air. That would uh-huh. that would really be great. Our,
0: our listenership but, <laughs> would just
1: skyrocket. <laughs> but the kings of Judah, it, it's interesting because there's the kings of Judah and there's the kings of Israel, which is the Northern Kingdom. Kings of Judah are are always um, measured by whether or not they followed in the ways of David or not. You know, were they like David or were they not like David? Uh, and and all that means is were they were there, you know, because David is described as someone whose heart was after God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a man after my own heart. And, and so were they following in, in God's ways or were they following in their own way? But, but go ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah, this so whole series of, yeah. for the most part, not good kings. Not good know? kings. Or you had a good one, then their son was terrible. Exactly. Or they, <laughs> yeah. they like you said, uh, they started out good Jehu, started out great. You know, he had someone who's guiding him and then later ended up you know, fades, undoing most of what he did. strong and then they fade right. out. Right.
0: But that, uh, so for me, as I've been thinking about the gospel, what you know, we say the gospel and what, what Jesus is, and we just read Mark there, where it's like the kingdom is coming. Yeah. That the gospel is so much more about than, you know, we say the gospel's too little. Uh, is just <laughs> that that Jesus is coming to establish His kingdom, yeah. Like and that that Him dying for sins is an, an essential part of bringing that kingdom like that's in a very important part but that the gospel is Jesus fulfilling what had been promised in Israel before you know to to create the kingdom here but he is inaugurating it creating a kingdom and that the gospel is yes Jesus is fulfilling the prophecies of God he's he's making a way and he dies for our sin to establish a kingdom that we can be a part of and that his dying for our sins is absolutely essential that's the sure. access to the kingdom but that uh-huh. there is a there's a yeah.
1: participatory part in there as yeah. well let me take this big I'm going to I'm gonna kind of go in a, in a left I'm going to take a left hand turn here uh oh um, I'll and, and, and <laughs> now you're in trouble. Uh-huh. So you, you'd mentioned, you'd mentioned before. So you said he's, he's inaugurating the kingdom. And, and certainly that's, that's a word we use for that sometimes. Uh, I had a professor that I really loved my favorite professor in, in my college years. And he always, here's how he, I guess part we have to think about is what does it mean to be the kingdom of God? Mm, and yeah. he says, the kingdom of God is everywhere that God's will is done. Okay. So, so it is. And so he would say the kingdom isn't only from the time of Jesus on, but it, 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 you know, kingship is a way to talk. I mean, we could use the term lordship as well. If you wanted to, it's talking about God's sovereignty, right? Mm -hmm. God created the world in a way that it was, it was reflecting in, in its entirety, his glory. Now, You'd mentioned earlier when we were talking, when we were kind of getting into this, you'd you'd mentioned uh, Adam and Eve, right? You started there.
0: Yeah, I started just saying that they had a job. They were given a job. Like God gave them a job. They weren't just frolicking around in a garden. (laughs) You know, they were to expand. There There's something for them to do. There was was chaos.
1: There were things that were were for them to, and I would say in partnership with God uh, and under his sovereignty, right? Uh, that they were shaping, right? So Adam, hey, name name the animals. I'm going to give you that task, right? Or tend the garden. You know, make make sure that it's it it's. You know, so yeah, right. They they had this thing. <clears throat> so here's here's the problem. Then so all the all the stuff you're talking about from from that point from from when we get to David and and after that and and, and all these things, it's the same issue. Is what I'm going to try to say to you. Uh, When we go back to the garden, uh, who we didn't use the term because the metaphor wasn't available, (laughs) right? Right. But who was the king in the garden? God. And 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 that just means that he's the ruler, right? He's the he's the sovereign. So what happened instead (laughs) is there there's someone else who said, well, you know, I'd really like to be the king. Um, and usurper. And that's what that's what happens right now, not to oversimplify, but basically all you're seeing then after that point is a rejection of God as king. So let's go. You mentioned Saul. Uh, if, if you think about it, you've got all these judges, right? and the, And then the last great judge we say is Samuel, the beginning of first Samuel. Go back and listen to Michelle Knight's um, uh, you know talking about this. but mm-hmm. but but you've got you've got Samuel here and he comes into a very low point in, in Israel's history and and he rules and and is as a judge, you know right. uh, under, under God's authority, but then his sons don't fall in his ways. And so what do the people say? They say we want a king like all the nations around us, okay? And, and Samuel's torn up about this, and, right. and you know what God says? He says, Samuel, it's not you they've rejected; they have rejected me as their king. Hmm. So, so exactly the same thing that happened in the garden, <laughs> right. I would say, happened there. You know, and, and 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 I'm not saying that's the first time it had happened. Um, you know, it, it had happened. Earlier, when they failed to trust God and they ended up wandering in the wilderness, right? It, it, it's an issue of failing to follow the leadership of God and, and wanting to raise up other gods, uh, other rulers in, in, in place. So, so I guess here's here's where I'm trying to go with this. Uh, God has a way of getting the things that He wants because <laughs> He's God, God, right? and so when jesus becomes king it's really a reversion back to what what god established hmm. so the kingdom is a reestablishment of creation as it should be okay and we've talked about this i think we've even got an episode on it i've referred to it at least before but but what what was it like then? It, it was we had a right relationship with God, we had right relationship. We, we were right within ourselves. We were in our right minds, if you can imagine that. Uh, we were right with one another. Uh, there was no uh, nuclear treaties, right? <laughs> to, to reject, <laughs> right to reject. There, and we were right with creation. We had, like you said, we had a role. Uh, and so that, you know, as I've said before, it's a brokenness of all those things that that is at the root of what we call sin, right? It, it's those things being overturned, those relationships being broken. And so here comes, here comes the king, mm-hmm. you know, let's go back to, 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 to what I was said, said in Isaiah 40, you know, it's, it's that. You know your king. Your king is going to come. Isaiah forty. Bring the new good news to Zion. Uh, here's the good news for Jerusalem. Uh, sovereign, the sovereign Lord comes with power and rules with a mighty arm. That's the good news, right? Yes. That things are. You said it's things being put back to rights. It, it's it's this idea that everything's being made right again. Isaiah fifty two. I was going to go ahead and go there, and then I'll, I'll come back. I know you got some things you want to say in response to this. You hear that? Yeah. Angels are bowling. I, I I don't know if I get struck by lightning, then I take back every. No, I shouldn't say that. Oh so Isaiah fifty two. Here's what it says in verse seven: How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good, good news. news! Okay, and that's the idea of a messenger, right? It, it's that there's that angelion part of this. It's the messenger who's bringing the good news, and, and here's what they're proclaiming: peace. Okay. No longer brokenness in relationship, no longer brokenness between us and God, who bring good tidings, proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. that That's the message, right? God is, is, the, is the king. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together. You ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He's redeemed Jerusalem, which is what... Uh, uh, Zachariah says in, in Luke that he saw the the consolation, right? The salvation of, of, of Israel, uh, the Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. So, so there's, I think what we're really thinking about is the good news is, is, you know, God in Christ becoming King again. And, And you said this idea that, that, you know, him dying for our sins. So, so if we think about sin as rebellion against God, it's unholiness, right? It's us being other than, um, what he created us to be, right? Right. It's being other than holy. Um, if we think about that, then yeah, absolutely. It is necessary. Uh, and there's no way other than, than death because, we brought that in into it, right? We separate right. ourselves from the source of all life, and therefore it is necessary for someone to die on our behalf. Um, uh, wages of sin is death, if you want to think in Romans terms or how, however you want to think about it. But, but, But this idea that we are separated from the source of all life, and so here comes the God-man, Jesus, to say, I'm going to... I'm going to bring these two into relationship again. That is the beginning. I I would say that is the absolute foundation. And you can't, you can't skip chapter one to get chapter two, right? Right. That, that that has to come first before anything else. Now, you know, it doesn't happen in this neat, neat way, but let me outline it in a neat way that it doesn't happen. Uh, You know, that intimacy that we then have with God means that the Holy Spirit of God begins to transform us. Paul says that he and the Spirit of God dwells within us, right? So we are being transformed into people who are more and more, hopefully, <laughs> uh, uh, giving our hearts and, and our entire lives to, to Jesus. We're, we're, we're being transformed into the image of the Son, Right. Right. Uh, that's what we are predestined for, according to, to Romans. And so so here's that. And then and then um, we're made right with one another. Right. The, the Jesus on the cross has divide, has has torn down the dividing wall, the separating wall. So there's no longer Jew or Gentile. There's there's, um, you know, this this peace proclaiming peace. That's the good news. Right. That's the gospel. Right. It's what Christ has done on the cross. Uh, so, he, John Wedley just mentioned this last week, just in passing, this idea of a cruciform life. Uh, we're we're we live our lives in, in the shape of the cross, uh, you know. So Jesus says, if you really want to be my disciple, let me tell you what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take up your cross and follow me, right? Uh, and, and the church has to be a cruciform church where we are. Uh, okay, now now here's where it gets here's where it gets really interesting, right? Right, because the the problem is we keep saying to god you know we really want a king <laughs> right yeah. right we we either want to do it ourselves we want to seize power ourselves in, in a way or we want to look to some kind of an authority as king uh, and, and we continue to reject uh, god's lordship in our lives um, you know uh, and, and I'm not going to go into the myriad of ways that we do that, but that's sin. That sin is that is that rejection of the good that God is doing in our lives, right? And, and that that transformation. And then I you know I have to mention creation itself. Um, that that we are called to be stewards uh, of the thing, the blessings that God continues to give us. We are to be good stewards of it, uh, and to use it in a way. <laughs> that that the poor <laughs> have good news right right now uh, you know you can call me a liberal commie if you want but uh, but all commie. i'm saying is that's <laughs> that seems to be what jesus is telling us to do right uh, I, I mean you you know i i don't know what matthew what reading of matthew 25 when he says here's what separates the sheep and the goats well, it's those who saw me in prison and, and came and visited me, and those who gave me clothes and and those who fed me, and and, and they said, well, "When did we do that?" Well, when you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. So anyway, little little sermonette there, but uh, <laughs> but Jesus seems to understand his mission in this in this way. Uh, of, of this good news that is an all encompassing thing. So I, you know, I even, we were talking about parts of the gospel early and I, I even, I balk every time I do that, the same as I do when we talk about it, it's in some ways no different than when we talk about parts of the Trinity. How do we separate, how do we separate the being that is, that is, that is God, uh, and how do we separate the, the sovereignty that he has over his entire creation, uh, the, 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 he is establishing, reestablishing over his entire creation. Um, so anyway, what what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's a long winding road we've been on. <laughs> We started in Genesis and really we ended in Revelation. So I say that's a good day when you you start in Revelation. I I, I want to kind of
0: summarize and pull some of this together here. You know, we're talking about gospel here. Yeah. And so we're looking at the work of Jesus. And so, um, you know, as we look at the gospels, but that this is something, this has started in Genesis. That Jesus, what the good news of Jesus has its beginnings in the bad news of Genesis. What do we call we that? The,
1: the Latin term we use for Genesis 3.15 is the proto-evangelium. We call it the, the first telling of the gospel. Uh, you say, well, I don't call it that. but I don't. But, <laughs> well, I do. That, that eugelion, that, that's the good news. The proto-evangelium is God saying to the serpent, uh, there will be enmity between your children and and the child the offspring of woman and and you will, uh, uh, you know he he will crush your head he you will bite his heel he will crush your head, right? Uh, so anyway, sorry. Yeah.
0: So but, but we have <laughs> proto something along. Yeah, yeah that that. So in Genesis we have the 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 bad news that starts. God proclaims. Hey, there's. I, we're, I'm going to end this at some point. Like this right. is going to, um, and then we go through and we see the nation of Israel, all its, yes. all its good and bad and in betweens and so forth, and that the the good news of Jesus is, he's, he's making right what the, his coming is the good news of the right. crushing of sin, not just the crushing of sin, but the starting of s- establishing. Uh, it's already here the kingdom, sure. you know, a bit like, but fixing the kingdom, like, and a restoring with the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and then giving us the Holy Spirit to enable yeah. something in us that yes. we could not do on our own. Exactly. So I think that I kind of summarize everything that we talked about there, <laughs> many sermons right. there for, you know, right. 10 minutes, but that the gospel is, is uh, and again, not to say it's a part, we don't want to say parts <laughs> of it, but that him dying for our sin is essential to that right. good news that enables us to be members in that. And so, and I think we're going to look at some some other verses yeah. here, or well, what, what that membership looks like. Sure.
1: Um, I don't know whether, look, look quickly at Matthew 11, and then I'm going to go to Colossians 1, which I think is a good one for us to see this. Uh, I just mentioned it's interesting, you know, because even if you think about the angels uh, at, at Jesus' birth, they said, I bring you... Good news. Good news. I bring you the, you know, I, and basically I am proclaiming to you. I'm I'm evangelizing you, right? I'm, I'm telling you the good news. But then Matthew chapter 11, this is just one example. Um, after Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, starting in verse 1 here, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah or the Christ, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who's to come or should we expect someone else? <laughs> you love this because John's kind of like you know. I
0: just want to double uh, check
1: here. <laughs> and, like I've got and, a pretty good feeling, but I just want to be sure. You're not exactly what I was expecting. And again, you know, we say this all the time. He was not the kind of king. Yes, the people were expecting, and and the reason for this is because we're always looking for that kind of king, right? Mm-hmm. We're always looking for that kind of ruler um, instead of a crucif- instead of one who's saying, "I lay down my life for the sheep." Uh, I'm not. I'm not in this for the for the robbing and the thieving. I, I'm laying down my life for the sheep. So Jesus says, go back and report to John what you see, hear and see. Okay, he, here's how you will know John: the blind receive sight, check; lame walk, check; those who have leprosy are cleansed; the deaf hear; the dead are raised; and the gospels proclaimed to the poor. So. You know, think mm-hmm. about that. That here, here's the shape of the kingdom. and and, and he, he he gives it in the sense of these actions, these right. things that are that are taking place. That's how you know that I am the king that has come. The 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 pro, these are basically he is systematically itemizing what the what the what Isaiah says the messianic age is going to look like when when Jesus when when Christ comes Isaiah would say. Here's what it's going to look like, and he's basically saying this is what's happening. So, John, you tell me, <laughs> am I the one or is there somebody the, what else? What do right? you think, John? <laughs> what well, think you? Um, so, so we have that now. Let's let's go to Colossians one because I think this may be a good place to to talk about what you were you were mentioning here. Colossians, starting in, in chapter one, verse twenty one. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. That's your situation, right? Mm-hmm. You separate, alienated. You understand what alienated means—separated from God, right? Enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death. Okay, through, through that's the death on the cross to present you holy in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. gospel. Okay, in the good news. So so if you continue in this, so so you are made right and, and you are you are safe, you're holy in his sight, if you continue in this, right? So it's it's not just that we've been made right through the death of Jesus, but it's it's if we continue in the in the good news. Hmm. Let's call it participation in the good news, right? Um, uh And 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 this idea of the hope of the good news, which is an Isaiah concept too, right? We saw that already. This is this is the hope that's you know be glad, Jerusalem, because here's the message that's coming to you. Here's the good news that's coming to you. it says, "If you continue your faith, established and firm, do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard, and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. Of which I, Paul, have become a servant. So, so that idea of the of, of the the gospel in that in, in that sense, it has to do with us continuing in that hope and continuing in that. I think to follow Jesus, right? To do the kind of things that Jesus did." Um, bring sight to the blind and, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not just talking about it in that, in that laying out of hands, miraculous sense, although we pray for those kind of things, right. Um, you know, you've been to a church and, you know, uh, here are the things that we're praying for. We're praying for this person who's sick and who this person who, who has this problem, this, the, they're having difficulty walking. You know, we, we, we pray for those things, but it's also that we, as a people surround them and meet their needs Um, so they're not left behind they're not they're not um what's the word i'm I'm trying to think of their 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 needs are met right by the kingdom uh, that and that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like for the gospel, the good it's good news for the poor, right? This is right. what what it looks like when the gospel is proclaimed is when people have food to eat and when when their their physical needs are being met and when they have good relationships, where they have people who love them and care about them, um, when there's not orphans and widows and you know th- this kind of thing. and so so that that's what I think we have uh, here in this. A- any thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's all
0: kinds of thoughts here. Um, yeah. I, no, I think it's I, I, I think this is. I've always said or not always said, but as I, my thinking and processing this is when we when we make a someone make a decision to follow Christ, you know, yeah. it's so it's always from something. Right. And, and I and I my thinking is just as we talk, this, like we have to the gospel is from it's a from something to something Yes, that it's, that it is not just from your sins for you, for, for yourself. So right. you're in salvation, but it's to something It's to the kingdom. And yeah. just thinking back as we talked about this is as I've been thinking about this and you, and you mentioned it, it's like, it's a different kind of King than they were expecting, Yeah, but he's a King. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's the thing. It's a different yeah. kind of King, but there was still this understanding of he is a King lordship, and yeah. Lordship. And if he is yeah. over you, there's an expectation. You know what I mean. Sure. Like that. Like Absolutely. when lordship is like, I am beneath you. I am. You know. I am your. Right. Sp- I am your subject. And there is something. And again, this goes back to the garden, because in yeah. the garden there was a role for us. Right. And and even in this, Christ coming, the the right, the perfect King that we need, the King that's that's coming. There's an expectation for us in this yeah. kingdom development yeah. here and now as well. So it's right. not just from my sins. Right. that I've been delivered. Yes, that's true. You've been delivered from your sins to something to serve the the king, right? Now, and I mean, I've always known that, but it's always in my mind it's when I think of the gospel, right. almost separate things where like the sure. gospel is I'm saved from my sins, and then we've got Paul saying, "Like, well, now that you've been saved from your sins, this, this, and this." But it's kind of going. Maybe this is
1: all. What this
0: is? This is the gospel. I'm called from this to this.
1: It's the same in the Old Testament too. You mentioned Israel, and and we often say their vocation. You know, they were called by God, and and here's what God says: I want you to be a nation of priests. So, so in other words, you're going to be the ones who are reaching out to the nations around you, and you're going to be drawing them to me. That that's God's desire. So. (laughs) <laughs> when they, when 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 we find Israel in these situations where they're failing to live up to their own, uh, to to be the holy people that God had set them apart to be, right? The the the, the um, carry on effect of that is they're also not fulfilling this vocation of reaching out to the to the nations around them, and it's the same for us. And when I'm going to say us, I'm not just talking about us as individuals, although it, it, it can right. have that effect. But us as the church, right? When we're not being the community of people that God desires us to be, when we're failing in that vocation, then then we find you know situations where where needs are not being met. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're focused on. Uh, things that probably are not you know the primary focus and so
0: yeah i was i was thinking about this you know as you brought up the the uh, israel here again uh first peter but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a yeah. holy nation yeah. god's special possession and that that priesthood like th- these are people that are set apart for a purpose yep. you know they're set apart to proclaim to worship and to yeah. to bring that and so um, anyway, just kind of building on that yeah. same idea that, you know, here we are post is, I mean, uh, you know, post resurrection, Peter sure. saying this, like you, all of us are now a Royal priesthood, the church, right. the community is set aside for this, for this task.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so, so the two things kind of, uh, that I kind of put as kind of the. Follow up, you know. I'm always anticipating your so what question. So what question? And yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that the things we need to think about is is that you know I said we think about the gospel often as content, um, and, and there there is that, but it is it is also action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when when Jesus said to John, "Well, you think I'm the Christ." Um, you know, I'm, I'm believing correctly, right? Or I'm, I'm preaching the right thing. No, he said, here are the things that are being done, you know, in my name. And these are the things that I'm accomplishing. And I think it's the same for us, the gospel in action, right? In, in, uh, uh, in affecting the lives of others is, is the gospel, not just the content now it's not. I'm not this is. i have said to you beforehand. This is kind of corrective, right? So we're always apologize and say, "Well, I'm not saying it, it, it. It's not important what we believe, but we have so so long focused just on that and not on the action. That I think we need that correction, right? And, and the other thing is, I think the the gospel is something to be shared. Um, you know, the verb form to proclaim the gospel, you know, to, to, you know, we would use the term evangelize, which we've taken to kind of mean a whole different thing as well. But but basically to, to share the good news of what God is doing in Jesus uh, and the, to, to, to proclaim the coming of his kingdom. Right, yeah. uh, to show it in our lives and to and to tell people, hey, you want you really want to be a part of this. This is a good thing that you want to be a part of, you know. And, and instead, we go back to sometimes, and I'm, you know, I'm again over over emphasizing this, but uh, we we go back to building our kingdoms, our little kingdoms, rather than than um, promoting the the kingdom of God as we see it uh, take root. So.
0: Yeah, I I, I I totally agree with that. One of the things I've been thinking about this week is you know when you say like I'm going to do a gospel presentation, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Like what what is the gospel? When someone says I'm going to present the gospel to you, and you know the gospel of Jesus, but uh, I was I was pointing to this and through some of my reading is that's uh, uh, First Corinthians 15. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just starting with verse three. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. After that, it talks about the appearance uh-huh. afterwards, but that just the importance of. According to the scriptures, sure. maybe in some of this, yeah. and so you know, I, I teach a kids class I've mentioned on here several times, uh, and so we've been going through the Old Testament where Joshua. We're just finishing Joshua, and I always go like, okay, let's go to the New Testament here, try to tie it all together. And so I always say like, well, why is the Old Testament important if we've got Jesus? You know, like why is yeah. this? Why is this yeah. part of the story so important? And it's just like, as I've been again processing the gospel here, and I say when I'm presenting the gospel, the importance of understanding maybe some, as we present the gospel, it is Jesus fulfilling what had been promised. That, you know, that original story that of God created something that was good and we usurped or tried to take authority for ourselves in that. And that Jesus has come, and that was a perfect place that we just can't get back to on our own, but that Jesus came and died for our sins. So we, and now, but now we're part of that original process with Adam and Eve of creating yep. something and doing that and so like as i'm thinking about like man when i share the gospel it's this whole story yes that that jesus that jesus is fulfilling the scriptures he died rose again is the exalted king over everything and that yeah. we are participants in that and, and so and, and that's, I think that's that's what's been for me this last week yeah. just kind of going even think, for me and my own self, when I've thought about like, oh, when I think the gospel, I've just thought this one thing, but kind of going, when you see it in this maybe larger context, like it has more of the, the power that I think it was intended to have.
1: I, and exactly. I, uh, you you said what I was going to say. I was going to say it's more compelling, right? That's yeah. a more compelling story than just, you know, well. Me
0: getting out of my own. <laughs> it, it, you, it makes you part of the story, not yes. just me getting out of my troubles. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and, uh, yeah, and, and becoming a part of a community of people who are all moving in this direction. And, uh, yeah. Make, yeah. Make, so,
0: make. anyway, that's, I, that's been exciting for me. And I, yeah, before good. we started this, I have to admit, I said, Brian, it's been messing with my mind. It, it well, was, good. That's it was good, good. You know, and I was, I was thinking about it today and I'm like, I got to talk to him about this before I start opening my mouth about some of this, because it's it's a it's a little bit of a paradigm shift. You know, like we've kind of culturally, I think, sometimes put it into a certain lane, but kind of going the gospel, the story of Jesus encompasses what has happened and what is going forward and that Jesus is king and that we that we are we are participants in something as well. Right.
1: Yep. I think look for that, you know, and, and even, you know, when you start reading scripture, looking for those, those bigger kind of connections, uh, not, not just about, you know, when salvation is not just about me and myself, but it's about a a bigger thing that God is doing in in creation. I think, again, I think it just makes it that much more exciting and you start to see it when you're looking for it.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking about Paul, you know, I was thinking about Paul, you know, the letters from Paul and all that stuff like, is it? it's not about just us avoiding sin. It's about how to be kingdom people. That's sure. what Paul is, is writing is like, here's what the kingdom looks like in right. your presence. Like here are the things that are not kingdom oriented, right. you know, that, that are happening to you. Here's, here is what the kingdom looks like. Here the, right. here's, my, here's my beef. You know you're you're not inhabiting you're 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 not presenting the kingdom, you're right. not being the royal priesthood based upon these things. and so sure. yes, it is about us personally and the choices we make, but it's about the representation and and, and being part of that kingdom right. as a whole greed,
1: yep. I've talked a lot more in this episode That's than I usually awesome. talk. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if it's
0: right. I mean, you already told me if I <laughs> this say something stupid, you'll just dumb well, it. Well, I, I,
1: uh, yeah. I, I put it in a little context, but yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixing me. Fixing me. Uh, All right.
1: I, I didn't say that. I
0: didn't say All right.
1: that. So. All right, Brian. Well, I don't think I have anything else to share. Good. Well, I went through the whole episode without being struck by lightning, which is a. Uh, I- a positive. That's a, that's a
0: 96th, I think, when this episode will come out. We will the 96th episode. You haven't been struck oh, by lightning. Oh, this is the 96th? Wow. I think, wait, wait, no. Well, yes, it'll be the 96th episode. Wow, we're getting we're close, close to
1: 100. To- what are we going to do for 100?
0: <laughs> Get struck by lightning. <laughs> See what happens.
1: Just stand out in the storm with a lightning rod. Yeah.
0: So. Well, I would just want to say, anybody that's listening, that's, that's stuck with us for this long, you know, we appreciate it. If yeah. you would, subscribe, tell a friend. We would uh, love to, to get together more listeners and uh, join. have you join us on this journey together.
1: Yeah, we have some exciting things coming up. We so have, have some good interviews. We're going to be doing some firsts. So yes. uh, stay tuned and look yeah. for that.
0: Absolutely. All right, Brian. Thanks so much. All right. See you, Ryan. See, see you next Tuesday. Bye.